Welcome to the Love Shaped Life podcast, where our dream is to see, experience, and live God's love. I'm Nathan Steerman, and I got my friend Bob Hayes with me. And we are, this is the maiden, maiden voyage of the Love Shaped Life podcast. In fact, it is the maiden voyage of a brand new venture called Love Shaped Life. How did, how did you get here? Well, first off, I want to say how excited I am to be here, Nathan. I mean, like you said, this is a dream. This is our dream to Big be able dream. to to launch life, love shaped life, to be able to see, experience, and live uh, God's love. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Bible is all about. That's what the heart of God is all about. That's yeah. His desire. So, we, you know, God has put this on our heart. Yeah. You know, and um, how did we get here? How did I get here? Well, it's a journey. You know, life's a journey. And my journey began when I was a teenager, uh, began to read the Bible, came from a home that uh, my dad was an alcoholic, there was a lot of trouble in the That's home. Tough. Yeah, my older brother was an alcoholic. Yeah, it was a tough situation, but I began to read the Bible. Uh, I went to, I was involved in a religious group that had a picture of God that was that um, authoritarian, you know, if you stepped out of line, literally mm. they let you know that fire was going to come down from heaven. Boom. So just like there's a lightning bolt. God, just like huh? a lightning bolt. I wow. still remember the first day that I skipped going to service, and I hid behind a tree. Yeah, you told me about uh, that. Yeah. You're literally hiding behind a tree, yeah, behind waiting tree for... for fire to come down. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. And so I could bring you to that tree today, because I remember exactly where it was. If it's still there, I, I know exactly where it was. That's how vivid it is in my mind. That's crazy. But when that didn't happen, I mean, life went on. I began but to... Isn't this something we... Like, I have friends, because I'm a chaplain right now. I'm a, a, in hospice. Mm-hmm. And I'm also in um, a hospital chaplain work. And so my coworkers have commented about their religious experience as being re- as recovering in recovery wow. from childhood religion. Wow. So I mean, this is this is a pretty common experience to have this religious experience that literally terrifies you. Mm-hmm. Well, continue yeah. your story. So you're talking about you were afraid of the lightning bolt, and it, but it didn't yeah. happen. So yeah. you just kept. So you just sort of kept pulling away. Is that where you're going? Well, I, I, I was pulling away, but then somebody, as a teenager, I, I did get into drugs, you okay. know. Um, and but somebody, as a teenager, challenged me to read the Bible. Ah. So I began to read the Bible. Okay. When I was 16 years old, and as I went through that New Testament, uh, I began to see a different picture of God. Wow. I mean, the life that Jesus was living. And uh, how he, his teachings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it painted a different picture uh, gradually because, you know, these pictures that we have in our mind and our experience are deep. When they hang on like, yeah, like we a want monkey to hold on, on your back. Yeah. Just... It's like somebody stamped them in your brain. Right. You know, so you don't just shed them overnight. Right. But as I began to read the Bible and, and God was really speaking to me in the sense of when I say God was speaking to me, he was giving me understanding. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. God was giving me understanding in his word about who he really is. Mm. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that God is love. Mm-hmm. And so as I began that journey, I did make a decision to accept Jesus as my Savior. And I began that journey. As I began that journey throughout my, my Christian walk, I did become a pastor. Uh, God continued to show me more and mm. more and more of who he is. Mm. And so really, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 tell me. Because um, uh, here's what I'm curious about. You're a pastor, mm-hmm, so yes. you should have it all together. I mean, that's like the outside vision, like yeah. these guys have it all together. Of course, yeah. today in the media, we're really questioning that. Sure. But on the inside, did you feel what was going on on the inside as far as having it all together, this picture of yeah. God? Did you feel like you really you just got it and that was kind of it? Or 
Tell well, me about that. I felt early on that, that, you know, again, looking at the Bible and looking at the disciples, disciples weren't like these perfect human beings. Mm. Again, the religion I was raised in showed oftentimes pictures of uh, the disciples with halos over their head. Okay. So you had this okay. picture like they were perfect. But when you read the Bible, they were far from perfect. Okay. So right? that gave you a little bit of comfort. Right. Gave me comfort because yeah. that's reality. Yeah. Reality is that they were with Jesus and that love that was flowing out from him was shaping their life. Mm. Right. Even though they, they hadn't attained yet, yeah. there was this transformation going on. Yeah. James and John were known as sons, sons of thunder because they had bad tempers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But by the time Jesus got done with them, John wrote the most about love. Mm. In fact, we, as we move along in, in this episode, we're going to talk about John. And in a future episode, as we're unpacking things, John comes up. I was just noticing as we were reviewing notes the other day that what, there's one time where it's John, 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 just different yeah, ones of right. his books because John really does dial in on yes, this. Yes, he does. He's Yeah, we can talk about John later, but yeah. yeah. He so was John the one in. who said, God is love. Right. Yeah. Just plain out. That was yeah. his definition of God. God is love. Hmm. So I know this understanding of love we have in our society is very confusing. And so looking at the Bible and looking at the life of Jesus, it really shows us the true picture kind of what love re- is. Reorients right. us. Yeah, reorientates really yeah. us. So how I got here was it's been a journey. Hmm. Now, as a pastor, you asked the question, I did settle into, I had to be who I was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I'm on a journey with God. I'm just trying to help other people yeah. on the journey. All of us. Uh, I, I'm not any better than anybody else. We're all on a journey like you yeah. and I, you know, we yeah. talk about and, uh, any other person. So we got here because you and I, um, you know, we've talked through the years that we wanted to launch a venture where we could just seek to unpack mm. the character of God to help people see the beauty of who he is, that they would fall in love with him. Because yeah. when you really see God for who he is, you'll fall in love with him. Yeah. You won't live in that the way that I was living growing up and on a fear-based yeah. uh, um, uh, position, right? Like, you know, you get out of line, you're going to be zapped, you better stay in line, right. so on. It, it's a love relationship. And yeah. so going through that journey and experiencing that with God, that's how we, mm. I ended up here with you. God and his providence brought us back together. We, we were together, remember, in the 1990s. You were just uh, uh, graduating from school and in yeah. school, and you yeah. were doing your, some work uh, at a church I was pastoring. And so here we are 20 years later, yeah, yeah. right, 20 years later, together, launching this uh, venture together because God's really right. put on our hearts. And I want to say, Nathan, too, that this was not the result of uh, some revelation that mm. we got from God in the sense that we had a dream or, true, true, or, true. or God sent us a text message or called us That's on a true. cell phone. There was nothing like that. Mm. It's just a burning desire on a heart because we live in a world that is falling apart. Yep, we yep, live in yep. a world of brokenness. And the only hope for that world is to see the beauty of who God is and to see the beauty of what really the Savior of the world can, can bring to them, yep, yep. Right? to bring healing to them. You and I know something about each other's stories that our listeners don't know, and that is that we came to value this framework of a life transformed by seeing God's love mm-hmm. because we've been in a dark place. Sure. So so you're sitting here in part, and, and we're going to unpack that in another episode, yeah. but just in a nutshell, there were some profound discoveries you came to. Yeah. That came in a very dark time. Can you just 
tell yeah. us a little bit of because that was that's essential to where we're sitting right here today. That dark valley, mm-hmm. that dark tunnel you were in was very formative in pulling pieces together that we're actually going to talk about in 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 upcoming episodes. Sure. So just it, quick nutshell, tell us what just mm-hmm. a little bit about that that gave birth. Sure. To where it, we're at. Again, the, the, the journey of life, right? Yeah. I, I, you're going to hear me use that word a lot because I'm very passionate about it. Because yeah. life's a lot of experiences. Journey is a good word. And, and, and we go down into valleys sometimes, yeah. and sometimes we're on a mountaintop. Yeah. And, and a lot of times we're somewhere in between. Right. So circumstances can happen, and mm. we can find ourselves in a valley. Right. Mm-hmm. And in a dark place mm-hmm. that we didn't uh, we're not even sure how we got there sometimes. Yeah. But I was there. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are there. It's something that people don't like to talk about. But when I was down in that valley, um, uh, God was really impressing on my mm. heart that to, to just hold on to him. To hold on to what I see of him, yeah, and the, and, the beauty of who he is, right? And I just want to jump in real quick. You say dark valley, and it sounds so easy for you to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our listeners are are going to sort of pass that off as oh, it's a pastor's dark valley, not such a big deal. But you were, and again, we're not going to get into super detail now, but you were basically paralyzed mentally. And even on the edge of getting sick physically, we're talking about a serious oh, yes. dark time. Like this is yeah. not just like a pastor's bad day. Correct. This is this is like paralyzing bad. This is mm-hmm. this is a very dark time. Yeah. And so in those sleepless nights that you've told me about, mm-hmm. in your mind, God was calling you to trust Him, mm-hmm. and that's somewhat we're going to unpack. But yeah. like, and that's where those pieces begin. Am I am I right? That's yeah. kind of where the pieces begin to Correct. come together. Yeah. That gave birth to, and I and I don't think it's true that they gave birth to something new so much as they were the catalyst for pulling together. Yeah. For for, uh, if if I'm getting it right, what I sense is. You just had to choose whether you were going to embrace kind of what you knew. It's coming together now, sure. and you're at the crossroads surviving this means you mm-hmm. embrace the thing you know about God mm-hmm. or you don't. Is, is that? Yeah, you know, as a pastor, so my heart, our heart was teaching people about the beauty of God because right. we know that that's who God is and giving right. people, helping people see how you can fall in love with God. But then all of a sudden you got your own life to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going through the pandemic, we went through a pandemic, we mm. went through a lot of challenging times in that pandemic. And so we can go, That's that was part of going down into this valley, right? Mm. So when I was in that valley, um, there was four things that God impressed upon my heart to get me out. Tell us, because we're yeah. going to do a podinar on this, but I just tell us right now. Yeah, sure. So the first one was God was saying, do you see me? Mm. In the sense of, do you see me for who I am? You've taught mm. it uh, throughout the years, and you're on a journey to see more yeah. of me, yeah. but yeah. do you really see me? And number two. But, but what, let me finish up. So seeing me, he had to hold on to what oh. I saw. Yeah, so you, yeah. Well, we're going to unpack the, that, right? Yeah. So the way, in order to hold on to what I saw, it was to, to meditate mm. or to process mm-hmm. what I saw in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because it has to become part of us. Not just an idea. Not just an idea. Yeah, not good. just, oh, that was, that was really yeah. good. I mean, when you're down and out, it was, it was holding on. And, and yeah. was this really the God that I knew? Yeah, so what's number three? Number three uh, was accepting it as my own. Mm. I had to make sure that I was accepting what God was saying to me, that I was his child, that he loved me, mm. and that I embraced all of his promises for myself. 
And then now, I wasn't four. just sorry. I wasn't just telling others now. Yeah, Remember, yeah. the preacher is always you. telling others, right. and we want to help. That's, yeah, that's yeah. in our heart. But oftentimes, in telling others, we can lose sight of me. Yeah, yeah. Right? So number four. And number four was I had to rest in that love. That's awesome. And what was the, the impact? It brought me out of the valley. Yeah. Those are the principles that God used to bring me out of the valley to come back to, to, to life, so to speak. I want to call it coming back to life yeah. and, and to be able to live and abide in his presence. Yeah. So it's those four principles, which I'm really excited about the pod yeah. coming up, where we're going to unpack those yeah. principles to help others uh, experience the same. That's right. And by the way, that is going to be introduced in our next episode. So we'll mm-hmm. tell you more about that That's as we exciting. come around. So Nathan, that, that that was my journey. That's what your brought journey. Us here to, what's your journey? Yeah, so here? yeah, this is a, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm flipping so, it on yeah, you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know. It's my turn. Back in 2015, I had a personal crisis. We actually a family crisis, and for a long time, I had like in my childhood, I had a very similar view of God. I wasn't afraid of lightning bolts, but my religious world was defined. And my moral compass was was like motivated, driven by guilt. Mm. So the religious world that I grew up in was very centered around performance, moral performance. Um, and, and we're not just talking about big rules of don't lie, you know, don't cheat, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. We're talking about like don't eat this kind of food and, you know, don't watch this. So, so very, so rules that move beyond just the big moral ideas down to very small, um, particular expectations, but with moral weight to them. Mm -hmm. And our understanding, my understanding was that if I, if I could, could follow through with sort of complying with this, these expectations that I was good with God. And so my motivation for being good was was this weight of guilt. Mm. And so, can I interrupt you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a weight of guilt. So t- help me, and I'm just throwing an idea out here. It seems yeah, yeah. like from listening to you, you're talking about your relationship with God was really a lot of performance-based. A lot of performance-based. So it was yeah, how yeah. you were behaving was determining whether you were accepted with God or not. Exactly. No. And it's very I had common, a, by the way. It's very it common. It is very idea. common. Yeah. Even if you're not like a super God believer, it yeah. can be this sort of this yeah, monkey sure. on your back, right? It's the picture that we have of a God. Right. That, again, there's a lot of distorted pictures yeah. of God, and that's what Love Shaped Life is all about, exactly. is to help us see the clear picture of God, or right. what we want to say, the truth about God, yeah. right? You know, will the, will the real God please stand up, yeah. right? Let's so. get the mess, blow right. the dust away. Yeah. The fog. Clean the house. Yeah. Let's see what's actually there. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I'm living with this guilt on my back mm-hmm. as I move from childhood through high school into college, my religious worldview and into, because I ended up taking up congregational ministry as well. Yum. The whole time I'm living under this weight of guilt. This, that's the, basically my moral compass was, was a negative compass. Do I feel guilty about this? Was mm-hmm. kind of the question that determined whether something was moral or immoral. Mm-hmm. And in an interaction I had with, with a chaplain coach back, yeah, yes, some time back in Wichita, Kansas, where I was for a time, I realized that in my mind, God had become the unpleasable parent. Mm. So I had, I was living under this sense of, of 
unachievable obligation, constant burden of unachievable obligation. I could never be good enough. I was mm. always expected to perform, but all of my performance was never good enough. You, you know, you, that, that what you just mentioned, I got to stop you there again, never feeling good enough, right? right? You can never measure yeah. uh, up to, you know, right. to the standard, right? Yeah. So you just, the guilt is, mm-hmm. is just like, being put on you like peanut butter, so right. to speak, right? Just laying on top yeah. of you, and it's a heavy, heavy guilt. It's yeah. a very difficult th- situation to be in. But from pastoring and our journey in pastoring, again, you're not alone, right? There, there's a right. lot of of that common experience. Common experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my compensation, because I had heard some good stuff about God when I was, I think, in my early teens, middle school aged, I heard some good stuff about God. And so I had this, this kind of uh, dualistic or hybrid religious experience where I was holding on to a little bit of God, a little bit of, uh, and, and a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. Enough of, of God is beautiful that the guilt wasn't crushing me, mm-hmm. but I was afraid to let go of the guilt model because I didn't know what would happen to my life if I let go of that as my moral driver, mm-hmm. my moral motivator. So anyway, fast forwarding. Um, and I think we're going to do a podcast where we, I talk, yes, expand on this. But detail. fast forwarding, cri- family crisis, 2015. And at that point, I realized I was confronted with the fact that my moral model of living under obligation wasn't working. My family was falling apart. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I said, okay, I'm going to believe the truth about a God of love. I've seen glimpses of it. And I'm just going to go all in with it. Amen. And since Beautiful. that time, it's had a profound impact mm. in my life. In 2019, our family had adopted a child um, in his teens, our oldest son. And in 2019, he died of a drug overdose, mm. December. Mm-hmm. And the out. The kind of the fallout from that was that I am no longer in paid congregational ministry. Mm-hmm. And that is in the intervening time between his death and right now, um, a dream to do something um, in ministry to share the story of God, this picture of God that makes beautiful people, mm-hmm. kept gaining traction. And so here we are. Bob and myself having experienced the power of a new paradigm mm-hmm. said, okay, let's do it. And so here we are made yeah, the podcast beautiful. of love shaped life. Exciting. Very exciting. The journey, beginning the journey. Exactly. To, we're on a journey just like yep. with anybody who's listening. Yep. Uh, nobody's attained, but we're on this journey with yep. God to see experience and live and yep. be molded and shaped by the love of God. So there's a few Bible passages that inspire us because this isn't just sort of a Bob and Nathan dream. We just picked it up in the middle of the night and said, hey, I like that theology. This is actually something that's baked into Scripture. We miss it Mm -hmm. a lot, but it's baked into Scripture. Let's talk about a few of those passages. The first one is John 13. And um, I think I'm going to read that one because you've got something from John 17 for us. So I'm going to look at this John 13 text. This This is Jesus. Uh, talking to the disciples, John 13, 34. Uh, This is really fascinating wording of Jesus. He looks at the disciples and he says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. What's fascinating about that (laughs) is there was nothing new about Jesus' words. 
but it was new to them. Mm -hmm. Their theological world, their religious world had become so inebriated and contracted that the idea that the big thing God wants is loving one another mm -hmm. was entirely foreign to them. The idea that that was actually the heart of what God wants for human beings was, wasn't even in their religious landscape. Mm -hmm. So Jesus tells them, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, so you also are to love one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Profound. That's John 13, uh, 34. Yeah, and again, like you mentioned, this was nothing new. Nothing it was new, new to them. Yeah. And, and, and perhaps it's new to people today, right? That the reality of what God well, desires scary. for all of us right. is to love one another yeah. as God has loved us, right. right? But unless we really see that beautiful picture of God and who He is, we're not experiencing true love. Yeah. Uh, this this is not an, something that happens because of out of fear, right? right. It has to be uh, in a love born relationship. Exactly. There has to be that freedom there to exactly. love. Uh, you know, it's experiential. Yeah, it's it's not theoretical. It's right. experiential. But so this is it. This right? is it. This is it. And this yeah. is where the for us this is where the name love shaped life is mm. born because yes. it's this idea that the big dream of God for human beings is to have a, is for us to live lives shaped by love. And mm -hmm. we're talking about yeah. not just love that makes me feel good and happy. You know, right. I go to church and I walk out feeling good, but a life that is shaped by love in the radical way that Jesus talked about where he gave himself for mm. the blessing and benefit of others. He spent hours. Yeah. You read the gospel accounts of Jesus. He tried to duck into houses to escape from the pressing crowds. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when he sees them, his heart is stirred at the deepest depths. Like he feels physically moved when he sees hurting people. Mm -hmm. He feels physically disturbed by that. Now, it's mm -hmm. not just a psychological thing. I got to help these people to look good. This is not a performance. This is the heart of God is in the languages like is this sense of, of compassion, is this sense of actual physical internal like agitation um this internal like you feel it physically this drawing i've got to care for these people i can't just walk Amen. by and leave them that's the heart of god for yeah, us it's the heart of god so you got john 17 right yeah john 17 is an interesting prayer of jesus in fact it happened he he prayed that prayer the night before he went to the cross so here he is pouring out his heart to the Father, right? He's pouring out his heart, and he's really sharing his dreams, mm. his hopes and dreams for not only his disciples, but if you read the, the chapter, it's also about those who came after them, mm. which includes you and me and everybody else. Yeah. So here in this chapter, he, he shares his hopes and dreams for humanity, and, 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 and he starts off this prayer in, in verse 1 through 3, where he says, Jesus... He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify the Son that your, uh, that your Son may also glorify you. Mm. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should be, give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And then he goes on. This is the key point here. And this is life eternal, that they might know you, mm. the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast That's sent. That's powerful. Jesus defined eternal life as knowing God. That's crazy. It, we always think of what is true. Eternal life is an expansion of time that will never end. Right. But Jesus defines it in this relationship yeah. context of knowing the creator himself. Yeah. Yeah. 
And this is, this is his hope and dream for all of us. Yep, yep, yep. And in fact, he goes on in the prayer in John chapter 17. And, and, continues and before you go, I just say that we're not going to look at it in this episode, but in an upcoming episode, we're going to find out that this dream is the dream of God's heart that permeates Scripture. Yes. To be with us, that relationship defines the rhythm of reality mm. as God's designed it. Right. Not, not a relationship of fear, but this relationship that that is in this flourishing space of radical love. Mm-hmm. So John mm-hmm. 17, you're going to move down in the chapter. Yeah, move down in the chapter. Jesus goes on to say, starting verse 20 through 23, he said, I do not pray for these alone, but for uh, but also for those who will believe in me through their mm. word. Again, talking about us, us right? Moving us. it down through the generations that they all may be one as mm. you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that mm. you have sent me. Mm. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them that they all may be one just as we are one. I and them, you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you have loved See, that's me. powerful right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the John 13 idea, which I didn't read. But this idea that when people love people radically, it's a revelation of the heart of God. You know, in religious <laughs> circles, when we talk about evangelism, yeah. there's a lot um, of, of sort of salesmanship. Oh. So we think of how do we answer the objections of people who don't accept God or don't see God the way we do, right? So there's, there's and they call that apologetics. Yeah. Yeah. The apologetic of Jesus is when people see your mm. radical love, they're going to love God. Wow. So we can literally dump the apologetics, yeah. just dump them out the door and say, listen, when you love like God loves, the argument's mm-hmm. settled. Yeah. And as long as the church doesn't love like God loves, as long as religious people who spew all this religious stuff mm-hmm. don't love like God loves, doesn't matter what they say, they're losing the argument every time. Yeah. The identifying mark, he's saying that uh, I am your savior, right? right? That you're united with me right. is how you love. Love shaped life. Love shaped life. Right, that's it. Love shaped life. Right. It's not. It's not by your perfect theology. Right. It's about how you treat other people. Because right. how I treat you identifies how my <laughs> exactly. relationship with God. Right. Exactly. So this is what Jesus is exactly. saying. What's interesting part about this this prayer though is when he comes to an end. Oh, he, tell us about that. He comes to an end, and he's actually, uh, you know sharing how this experience of oneness mm. uh, with God is going to happen, how this love right. is going to be able to impart it to each and every one of us. And, he, and this is what he says. I have declared to them your name, which mm. in a biblical sense, the name means character, right? right. So he said, I've declared to them your character, and I will declare it, that the love with you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Mm. So he's listen. I have declared unto them your character, and I will declare it, mm-hmm. so that the love which is in me might be in them. Mm, that's Follow? profound. That's profound. So, so it's cause and effect. He's saying, I'm, I, I revealed to the world who you mm. are in my life, mm-hmm. and the cross uh, was probably the greatest revelation of the heart of God. Mm. In, in his life, he reveals uh, the beauty of the character of God. So in seeing that, again, love-shaped life, and seeing that beauty of who God is, there's a transformation that's taking place So can we say that's the, the catalyst? That as we see God's radical love, it's catalytic in that it is the thing that kicks off transformation mm. 
in our own hearts Amen. and lives. Amen. And we don't yeah. want to get off yeah, too far on this because this is literally the thing we're going to spend five episodes in our pod and our on is how to experience, mm-hmm. how to see, experience, and live yeah. that love-shaped life. Yeah, and we're really excited about it because this, Super is, this is our journey and this is where God has brought us to. Exactly. So we're excited to not to share it, but also to help people along the way. That's what we're here for. That's right, that's right. A couple of the texts we're going to throw out there. One's John 14, and uh, 114 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Glory, again, in Scripture is God's character of radical love. Yeah. yeah. So we see Jesus came, and that's how we saw it. Amen. And there's another one. Uh, what's the essence of John 14? Because we had sure. 14 8. What's the essence of that text as yeah, we're let talking me read, about Let that? me read that text to you um, in John chapter 14. Uh, in verse 8, John chapter 14, in verse 8. This is the Philip, right? Yep. Philip's talking to Jesus, and he said, Lord, show us the Father, and it's sufficient for mm. us. Right? Show us the Father. Mm. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Mm. In other words, what he was saying, listen, Philip, if you've been watching me all along, you've seen how right. I've lived, you've seen how yeah. I've been compassionate to people, I've only done good to people, this is the Father. Mm. I am one with him, and mm. I'm revealing him. This was the mission of Jesus, yeah. was to reveal the true character mm. of God to the world. That's awesome. And this is what we're committing ourselves to in yeah. the hands of God, yeah. to be part of unpacking yeah. and helping people to see that beauty of who he is. Yeah, so this is a great place for us to... I mean, there's so many texts. We yes. talked about the one in 2 Corinthians yeah. 4 where we are earthen vessels in, and in these earthen vessels we carry the light of the knowledge of the beauty of God's character. Did mm-hmm. I get that right? That's like the essence of 2 yeah. Corinthians 4. And John 12, Jesus said, if I'm lifted up, mm. referring to his crucifixion, yeah. I'm going to draw. There's something powerful about the unveiling of the truth of God's love. Yeah. So, so what we were sharing was, uh, again, the mission of Jesus to mm-hmm. reveal the, the, the love of God and mm-hmm. who God is. Mm-hmm. And then what you're mentioning here is there's, there's a power there. There's a power. There's a power because God is love. Right. And love radiates out from him. And that, that, that love is a power to transform people's lives. That's why you're mentioning John 12. Yes. If I be lifted up, Jesus yes. said, I will draw all men unto me. So there's yes. a drawing. There, there's yep. an attraction there. Yep. It's hard to resist. Yep. Uh, Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31, mm. 30, 30, verse 3. He's, God says there, I have loved you everlasting. with everlasting mm, love. That's awesome. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Mm. It's like irresistible. Mm-hmm. You know, so, the, so the motive for moral goodness in the, in the rhythm of life as God envisions it is not lightning bolts. Mm. It's not the monkey of guilt or shame on our right. back. It's falling in love. It's falling in love. Falling in love, the bottom line. That's mm. his desire. When you get rid of all the, the, the fog mm. uh, and, the, and the true light is shining through, that's what's shining through mm. from the heart of God. Mm. That God is love and he desires to draw us into this relationship with him, yep. right? So that we're motiv- he's motivated because he is love, right? Mm. By, by how he treats us and cares yep. for us. And then he wants to put that same 
motive in our heart to respond to him that's and awesome. then to respond to each other. Isn't that that's beautiful? Awesome. And it's very simple. That's yep. the beautiful part yep. about it. It's simple. It's not complicated. Yeah. So before we go today, we want to share with you a couple of things very specifically. One is our big dream. And Bob, why don't you read? We're just going to actually going to pull it right off our notes here because we want to get it right word sure. for word. This is yeah, our big dream, our big dream at Love Shaped Life. Our simple big dream. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so a movement <laughs> of people who see God's beauty with everlasting Oh, I, I got to back that up. Sorry, let me correct that. A movement of people who see God's beauty with ever-increasing clarity. Mm. Experience His presence with ever-deepening wonder and live everyday lives of radical love, loving more like Him as the days go by. That's the big dream. We believe that as we see who God is, as we experience the reality of who He is, that our life is transformed. Mm -hmm. And we're not just talking again. We're not just talking about, oh, I feel so good right now. We're talking about a life transformed in how we treat people, how we talk to our kids, our dogs, on the phone, on Facebook, on whatever social media Mm -hmm. platform there is, like the person we are literally being transformed by seeing God for who well, he is. That's beautiful. In other words, I think what you're saying is we're the same person inside the house right. as we are outside yeah. the house, yeah. right? Yeah. We're the same person inside the house that we are on social media. Exactly. We talk about integrity, right? Yeah, that that's there's integrity. A con- you cut through somebody's life like you cut through a block of cheese, and it's going to be the same texture and tone through the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then I- we... Well, I just want to mention there, Nathan, again, we're talking about that our big dream is a movement of people who see the beauty of God with ever-increasing clarity and experience, right? Mm. Because the the journey that God is inviting us into is experiential. It is. It is. And and, and I'm so happy about that, that mm. it's just not a, a creed or a right. theory of religion. Yep. It, it's an experience with the God of heaven, mm. which Jesus described eternal life again as knowing him. Yep. And that's what God wants to that's offer it. us here, here in this world. That's it, to and, know. And, and I also want to mention the other thing that you, you mentioned John 12, right? If I be lifted up, I'll draw mm, on unto mm-hmm. me. And we don't have time in this episode to go into it. We'll clarify it later. But so the love of God is a drawing power. Mm. It's irresistible. It draws mm. us to himself. If we resist it, obviously it has an effect on us. But if, we, if we're drawn to it and we open ourselves, then it has a transforming yep. power. Yep. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, but we all with un unveiled face, mm. beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are, are transformed into the same image mm. from glory to glory. That word glory, again, meaning character. And even as by the Spirit of the Lord, the text says. So basically, so, so as, as we behold it. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, as we, so, and because I was thinking of the unveiled face part. We're not going to get into the, the language yeah. behind that. Yeah. But the idea is just with wide open eyes, we could just wide say Wide open that. eyes. It means to gaze. Mm-hmm. To behold mm-hmm. means to gaze upon. You're just fixed. It's so beautiful. You're fixed about it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, we're transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Mm. Talking about glory there, meaning character, character. again that you mentioned. Yeah. We're transformed from character to character, becoming more and more filled with the capacity to love to love like God. Mm. That's mm, the that's journey. Powerful. That's the journey. So it's, it's a drawing power. Yeah. It's a transforming power. And then mm. Paul mentions in Corinthians there, Second uh, Corinthians five fourteen, that the love of Christ compels us. Mm. So it's a motivating power. Yeah, it's it's all it's all in one yeah. capsule. That's right. That's right. Drawing, transforming, 
motivating. It compels mm. us to want to help people. Yeah. And we've captured that in sort of the way we want to go about facilitating the love-shaped life, the way we've captured that are those four words, see, see God for who he is, experience that, receive into ourselves the truth, the reality of who he is. And those two steps result in transformation, a life then that is transformed into serving and giving. So that's why we say see, experience, live. That's the big core mm-hmm. of how we want to how we believe we move from love unloving lives in whatever various ways that's happening to love shaped lives increasingly love shaped lives this doesn't happen i don't go from from my broken place now to waking up tomorrow being wow i'm this amazing loving mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. it's a journey it's a journey. We become more shaped, just like a potter Amen. over time yeah. becomes shaped. And yeah. the space that happens is seeing and experiencing that's shaping us. And so then we live. Yeah. And, and, and I want to say, Nathan, again, we're going to cover it in that, that uh, you know, our, our podcast, future podcast. But, you know, God is an infant being. Mm. You're talking about the universe. When you look at the universe, once upon a time, astronomers thought there was 5,000 stars. Mm. I mean, soak that in. How? how yeah. Off now base, through huh? the telescope Hubble and and the new telescope they have uh, up up there that uh, in space that there's literally billions of galaxies yep. with billions of stars they can't see the end of the universe so when we're talking about from glory to glory mm. being transformed there's no end to becoming more and more shaped and molded in the love of God that's awesome that's beautiful it's just a journey that's beautiful right so beautiful. as as a venture, love-shaped life in this adventure we're doing together, we've got some products. The most important thing that we want to produce, that we want to create, is, is a community of people, an online space mm-hmm. where we journey together in seeing, experiencing, and living the love of God. We, we want to create That's... that space where we're, as individuals, literally, Nathan and Bob, and then our dream is an expanding number of people who can walk beside others mm-hmm. in moving deeper into that, into that seeing and experience and living of the love of God. You know, teaching is great. There's podcasts in our dream. This is obviously what we're doing now. But, but the big idea is creating that space where there's connection with other people who share this dream, who want to walk this road, and through that space to be, to kind of rub off on each other, mentor each other into moving deeper. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was reflecting on his childhood. He said, nobody ever taught me how to like walk with God, how to know God, how mm. to experience God. He, and his life was hyper-religious, but nobody ever sat down with him and said, listen, here's how you can experience God. We want to do that. We want to be that Amen. space. Love-shaped life at its core is about creating that space online and, and then with in-person somehow creating this culture of this community where we're all about seeing, experiencing, and living this love-shaped life, life driven yeah. by 
the beautiful vision of God that Scripture Amen. holds That's out beautiful. for us. The reality is we're in a digital world. Yeah. We're in a yep. digital space. And I think COVID helped us to move more into that digital space and be yep. comfortable about it. So what we're talking about is forming a community of people exactly. worldwide exactly. that, that want to share in the big dream, right? Yeah. Yep. The big dream of seeing the beauty of God, experiencing that, and then living it out, and not only in their family life, yep. but in their community as well. Yep. Because let's face it, what the world needs now is love. Yeah. Right? That's right. Uh, that's right. That's what the world needs. And that's what God is calling yep. upon people everywhere to do. Now we have right? a quote by uh, by Cornish, Ornish. I think it's Ornish, right? Dean Ornish. Yes. Dr. Dean Ornish. Mm-hmm. We're going to share in a future episode. But he basically says the most powerful medicine is not whatever you get out of the health food store, not whatever you get from your doctor. It's love. Yeah, it's love. And he's not... Uh, He's coming at it just from a scientific Yeah, he's not an evangelist for the church right. or anything like yeah. that. He's just saying, from everything I've looked at, love is the thing. Yeah, correct. And we believe that that is not just a great scientific observation, but that's the core of the rhythm of Scripture. Right, right. So, so Nathan, we're talking about this, this dream of forming this yep. community, right? Yep. So how do people that are listening to us today, how do they connect? Yeah, so you're going to see it in the show notes, but the website is really simple loveshaped.life. So you just add a dot in between love shaped and life. Love shaped, by the way, is one word, love shaped, and then dot life. That's it. That's our website. You get there. So literally our website is our big dream. Mm. The web address is the big dream. We've got a booklet that's on the website. Go to our website, loveshaped.life. You're going to find a booklet. And in that booklet, we lay out those four principles. See, meditate, accept, and rest. We're mm-hmm. gonna, we've got a podinar coming up that processes those, but we've got a booklet for you. So go to the website, sign up, connect with us, see how you can get involved and get that free booklet. Yum. It's got some worksheets for you that help make, take this from an idea to an experience, to a practice. Mm. Um, Very good. Yeah, go ahead. Well, in John chapter 17, again, Jesus talked about becoming one with God, right? So this booklet is really the journey to oneness with God. Those four principles are just uh, tools on on being able to use in in our life and the journey become to experience that oneness with God. So we want to share that that gift with you. Uh, apart from that, remember our passion is that we want to walk alongside yep. people. Yep. I mean, people use coaches these days, I mean, in sports, mm-hmm. right? Very, very important to have a coach. In, it is, in, in, it is. In I mean, the events. NFL, everybody on the team oh. basically has a coach. Everybody <laughs> team. The average team, uh, NFL has 15, a team has 15 coaches. Just behind the scenes. Just saying, behind hey, the here's scenes. how right. you win the game. Yeah, and here's, yeah. How you, here's how to help you for your best performance. Yeah. Yeah. There's a quarterback coach, there's a running back coach, you know? Yep. So yep. It's, yep. it's to optimize them, right? But when we're in the religious life, it's like, hey... Do you believe in Jesus? Ray, good luck. (laughs) Go for it. Good luck. Go for it. Right. So there's health coaches. There's financial coaches. So what we're seeking to create is really a coach, coaching uh, system, let's so to speak, a coaching, just just to walk alongside you and walk alongside people to help them in this journey. And each other. Yeah, Yeah. like a culture. Yeah, a culture. Because we're on a journey still ourselves. But together, we have 50 years of experience behind us in ministry. And, and that's a lot, and it's our own journey too, but also yep. helping other yep. people. Yep. So yep. we want to take that experience and be able to help anyone who is interested in being helped. That's right. And this right? isn't about, this isn't simply life coaching. Like if you need a life coach, just go find a life coach. This is a coach that embraces the whole person in the context of a God who loves radically. We Amen. want to walk with people to experience what it's like to see and be loved 
and live out of that love. Yeah, and help people work through obstacles and challenges because yeah, we all have experience. obstacles that's and right. ta- that's challenges. Right. That's and, right. and, and again, how we see the God of, in Scripture, That's right. the beauty of the God in Scripture. So we're here, and that's through our website. Yep. Again, you go to... Loveshaped.life. Loveshaped.life. You can get that free uh, booklet that yep. we're offering, uh, and also you can connect with us. That's right. We're on social media, at Loveshapedlife. You can just find your favorite social media platform. We're not on everything, you know, we're, we're not going to go out there and have a forest of social media. Um, but we're on the main platforms at Love Shaped Life. And what if somebody wants to connect with us? Yeah, just, just email us, us, right? Hello yeah. at loveshape.life. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And the hello information at loveshape.life. Hello at loveshape.life. Yep. Great. And if you go to the website, that'll link you right in. You can find everything you need to to get connected to us. If you want to be part of experiencing of just get on this adventure that we've started, say, hey, I like the idea. I want to hang out with Bob and Nathan and see what I can do to experience and help others experience it, Amen. this love-shaped life. Because ultimately, people can become coaches themselves exactly, right, in that exactly. journey. In, a, yep. in other words, we're here as they learn. You know, just like uh, Jesus would have us to do to help somebody else. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the the interesting thing about helping somebody else is you grow, too. Exactly. Exactly. So we've got some podcasts, uh, Love Shaped Life podcast, which you're listening to now. We've got 13-week Bible, uh, new episodes of that dropping in December. And um, there's another podcast. You can find the podcasts on our website, podcast page, and that'll take you to the podcast we're working on. Any new ones we'll add there. We want to make a promise to you. This is something that we're including in our DNA. And this promise is to communicate to you the clear, simple, beautiful picture of God we find in Scripture. Further, we give ourselves to walking beside you as you seek to see, experience, and live this love personally. We believe that as you, as we come to know and experience this love, your life, our lives will overflow with its rich gifts, transforming our inner person and bursting with gentle grace into the lives of every person we touch. That's our promise. That's the whole thing that Love Shaped Life wants to stand behind and is committed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So until next time, we encourage everybody to, to lean into the Love Shaped Life, right? Exactly. Lean into the Love Shaped Life. Embrace God. Lean into God. That's your safest place to be. For more information, visit loveshape.life.